really inspired. It's really inspired by what a piece of Talmud looks like, right? In a piece of Talmud, you actually have the Mishnah, you have the original layer of law in the center, and then all around it, depending on the version or the edition that you're studying, you have commentaries, primarily medieval and early modern commentaries. So, uh, inspired by our bat mitzvah. Maya, Maya really, Maya really encouraged me to relook at one of the most famous lines in this week's Torah portion in Kiddush, Kiddushim, which is the golden rule. So, if you look at the text sheet as it's coming around, in the center it has the line from Leviticus 19 from this week's Torah portion: "Lotikom velotitor." You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge at b'nei amecha against a fellow person, right? A fellow person of your, the fellow literally human being of your people. Ve'achavta, like ve'achavta, ve'achavta l'recha kamocha. You shall love your neighbor, your fellow, however you think of ve'echa kamocha as yourself, like mi kamocha, right? Ani Adonai, I am the eternal. So you shall not take vengeance or bear grudge. Love your fellow as yourself. I am the eternal. And then surrounding, surrounding that text are eight texts, primarily medieval and some early modern texts that kind of seek to try to figure out what does that phrase, what does that phrase really mean? And the idea is that you never study Torah on its own. Right? You never study Torah, just, you never, we're not kind of like evangelical Christians who just like pick up the text and look at its literal meaning. Jews always look at Torah in the context of our tradition, in the context of the many generations of commentators that have added to the wisdom and the depth by which we see the text and also contextualized it, the place that they were, the people that they were as readers. So if you look at, if you look at this particular text, Often we think, wait a minute, of course, we want to be treated the same way, right? we want to treat others the same way we want it to be treated, right? That's kind of a famous, uh, a famous golden rule. But if you look at the commentaries, it's not as simple as it would seem. So we're kind of starting in the top left and chronologically making our way around the sheet. And the first is from Rashi, from the medieval French commentator. It is forbidden to do to others what you would not want to do to yourself. Right? He's basically further explaining the golden rule. It is forbidden to do to others what you would not want to do to yourself. Rabbi Akiva said, the earliest layer of rabbinic tradition, this is a great principle of Torah. And what he really says, if you, if you really look at the Hebrew, he has a, a non-Jew, a pagan, come to him in the story and say, Rabbi Akiva, teach me Torah, teach me Torah. And Rabbi Akiva said, oh, I'm really busy, you know, I don't know. And he's like, no, no, teach me Torah, teach me Torah. And he said, okay. And then the, you know, but I really don't have that much time. And then the guy says, I'll tell you what, teach me in like standing on one leg, one phrase, what's the one thing that I could really learn from Torah? And Rabbi Akiva literally stood on one leg and said, this line from Leviticus, right? Love your fellow as yourself, the rest is commentary, go learn. Right? And the, the idea being that if you had to kind of boil down all of Torah into one phrase, Akiba chooses this one verse as the core of all Torah. 
So, okay, so that's like a nice feel-good way. But then we have Nachmanides, the Rambam, who's in, Ramban, who's in Spain, about 100 years later, and he's much more of a technical, philosophical guy. He says, you know, this is hyperbole. One cannot literally be commanded to feel the same love for someone else as one does for oneself. Like, it's impossible to love your fellow as you love yourself. You can never love someone else as much as you love yourself. He's a little bit of a pessimist, right? He's kind of a modern guy. In practical terms, what Rabbi Akiba, so he's actually reinterpreting the phrase we heard before, Rabbi Akiba has already taught us that if only one life can be saved, you should save your own life at the expense of another person's. So the Talmud teaches if you're walking by a river and you see someone drowning and you don't know how to swim, you don't go and save them, right? Because the notion is if you're putting your own life at risk equally to the other person's, or even you may be able to save them, but maybe you yourself would then drown, it's not worth it. If you have to, if it's an equal thing, your life or the other person's life, you call for help, but you don't jump in the river, right? So there's this notion, he's a little bit more pessimistic, saying, what does it really mean to love your neighbor as yourself? Can you ever really love someone else as much as you love yourself? Right? Uh, and, and, and he kind of pulls from rabbinic law. So we have two different, two different ideas. Ibn Ezra, who's also Spain, about the same time as Ramban, says he's more of a grammatic, grammatical guy. The translations follow the predominant opinion, which is that the la, the lamed preposition on your fellow, right? So ve'ahavta l're'echa kamocha, to your fellow, is actually a direct object. So it should be translated as love what is good, not love your fellow as much as you love yourself, but love what is good for your fellow as you would love, as, as for yourself. So it's a little bit more of a kind of philosophical Lockean notion that just like you want society to be good for you, you should want society to be good for the other person. So you're not loving them in the kind of romantic or friendship sense. It's more like you want civilization and society to be strong. Like you want your garbage taken out just as much as the other person wants their garbage taken out, right? So you have this notion of the a, a little bit less romantic and friendship and a little bit more practical. Okay, I know you're all like moving around the text as I do, but I'll, I'll give you a couple more of my favorite ones, which is Rashbam. If you look at the bottom, Rashbam says, also Spain, also medieval, if he is your fellow, that is, if he is good to you, but if he is evil to you, well, to fear the eternal is to hate evil. So if you, so I think what Rashbam is saying here is, it's pretty hard to love everyone as you would love yourself, right? And so he kind of qualifies it a little bit and says, when we say reecha, when we say your fellow, we only mean people that are nice to you, right? So you should love someone who's nice to you as you love yourself. But if they're mean to you, it doesn't really apply. And honestly, if they're mean to you, you should hate them because we should fear and hate all people who are evil. So Rashbam kind of turns it on its head, right? Which is, wait a minute, if they're not very nice to you, you don't have to be that nice that nice to them, right? So, okay, so one more, just kind of picking, a, picking apart all these, different, all these different pieces. Look at the bottom right, right? Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Kotsk, love your neighbor as yourself. Is falling in love with yourself so commendable? Rather, to prevent from falling in love with yourself, extend that love and kind to your neighbor. Right? So it's almost the opposite of what, right, of what Nachmanides was saying. Nachmanides said, how could you possibly love someone else as much as you love yourself? 
But then generations later, right, this is a really late medieval, early modern, right, a kind of Hasidic thinker, Rabbi Menachem says, actually, it's the opposite. The worst thing you can do is only love yourself or think that your love for yourself is the greatest. The best thing you can do is constantly say to yourself, and that's the last text, B'derech Eitz Chaim, in the middle left, before Reb Isser Zalman would deliver his weekly teaching, he would go into a small room next to the study hall and remain there alone. And every week it was the same. Once a certain student, curious to see the Rebbe's halachic preparations, opened the door just a tiny bit, and to his surprise, he saw his Rav, he saw his rabbi, walking back and forth, repeating this verse aloud over and over again, like a mantra. Right? With this notion that just when you think you've loved yourself a little too much, you should keep on reminding yourself that the only, the kind of only righteous way to live in the world is to constantly try to love others at least as much as you love yourself, is not more. So I think what's fun about this bingo card, right, is that we would think, well, it's pretty simple, right? You know, do unto others as you would want done to you. Every culture has some version of this golden rule. But leave it to Jewish tradition to, over time, interpret this on a full spectrum, from the most optimistic, which is that you should treat someone else, you know, you should feel their pain, you should love them like you want to be loved, you should have extreme empathy for them at all times, and then a much more pessimistic version, which is, you know, that's not very realistic. It's hard to love people who are mean to you, and you shouldn't have to. That's just not the kind of realistic way to live in life, and kind of dials it down a little bit, makes it a little bit more maybe swallowable, but not necessarily ethical. You have to kind of debate it, but argues, you know what? If they're nice to you, you should be nice to them. You're never going to love them as much as you love yourself, but you should at least try. So we have the full spectrum of Jewish law over the same phrase. So I would encourage you on this Shabbat, first of all, to always have fun, right, with Torah. The whole idea of Torah is not to always take it so literally, not to just look at the immediate text and say, oh, that doesn't really make sense to me, I'm just going to turn the page, or, right? But the idea is that there is so much richness in Jewish tradition. This is just a kind of taste of all of the different voices, right, in our history. And when you do this kind of text study, it opens you up to kind of really questioning what does it mean to really love someone else like I love myself? Is that even possible? Is that even worthwhile? Is that something that I want to kind of cultivate in my life? And if so, to ask yourself on this Shabbat, well, what does that look like for me? If I had to pick one box, if I had to pick one text that really speaks to me, which one would it be? And how would I kind of bring that into my week after Shabbat, right? Do I, am I the kind of person who needs to be living in a place of extreme empathy? Do I need to constantly remind myself of the pain of others and really take it on and help it inspire me to do justice in the world, right? Or am I someone who needs something that's a little bit more bite-sized and a little bit more practical? Is that too hard for me? Is that too unrealistic for me? Is that setting myself up for failure? Do I need to just think of someone who's been nice to me, right, and be compassionate towards them and at least reciprocate? So with that, Shabbat Shalom, and hopefully a lot more Torah to come throughout the Shabbat.